0: Look what I have, you guys. Who's going to say it?
1: Uh, Oh my God, a carabiner.
0: (laughs) Yes, carabiners. That would be the name of my tribe, the Carabiners.
1: (laughs) The Carabiners.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if I was going to be on the next survivor season, it would be the Carabiner tribe. I mean, you should just make that your drag house name. (laughs) The House House of of Carabiners.
2: Tony mom
0: mom Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Joining me is Max posito Hello, and I have a care beaner. <laughs> I care for you too. And uh <laughs> oh God, I did not say
3: that. I did not say that for the record. I was not sad, athletic, sporting. (laughs) Uh, I thought I was talking about not a sad faggot in Silver Lake. Oh, sorry. uh, Go on.
1: on. Diana Uh, DeLuna. Hello.
0: Another beaner I care for, Miss Diana Tolune. It's one of those, I can say it moments, God damn it.
1: Mm-hmm. And There's honestly- so few I mean, things that we can say. And but- honestly,
0: it was always the cutest one. I've, like Out of all the slanders by all the white devils that I encountered <laughs> in my life, beaner I always thought was the most adorable. I was just like,
1: mm, you're not wrong. <laughs> like food related things
0: yeah and it, and it gives the inkling of petite-ness you know what i mean <laughs>
1: like tiny a tiny. Yes,
0: so, exactly so you know so i'm a big fan of being petite you know what i mean so it's always like did you just call me skinny
3: <laughs> oh yes that was actually it for sure for sure
0: i need to hear it. i have such crazy body dysphoria these days um i don't know what i look like uh hi maxwell how are
3: you I am so great. So the reason I have this is it because it came with my new Bluetooth speaker. We had the two, reason uh, why you have what? Uh, the the <laughs> <laughs> I like
1: the way the you tighten
3: I, your mouth. The, the reason I have it is because it came with a Bluetooth speaker that's like sporty. So we could clip it onto a Good. I just
0: I just have to say I love that your mouth gets smaller and smaller the less you want to pronounce that word. You're like it's a curb up.
3: All right, cool. I, mean, I just know how pointed you. You guys always like to make me the villain because I'm just being <laughs> ah, optimism here. My God! Wait
0: a minute. Where did this? Whoa! Where did this narrative come from? So wait, 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 wait. The villain. I know
1: exactly what episode this comes from. So, you, so she's
0: so so. Maxwell, are you saying that your edit in this show is one of a villain?
3: I just feel at times you guys just really like latch on to things and just like really like to say it to me so I could keep trying to get canceled because you guys are also both teetering on canceled. So, you know, you guys are just constantly trying to throw Wait, me under the canceled bus. As well. I would are like you to say,
1: lumping me in as a bully with Tony. <laughs> hey,
0: are hey, the world needs people my- like us, right, Diana? The world needs people like us. Isn't that what we're talking
1: about? I like to frame myself as perhaps the girl next. like our friend Colleen Haskell.
0: (laughs) I would just like to say that never once did Diana or I start your uh, dialogue about old people. That's literally been your own. From the beginning. so uh, That's fine.
3: I'm 30. I should be able to hate on old people. They've left me with a bunch of really shitty government policies that are ruining my life every day. So honestly. You're here. You're here. I, I well, when people. the Xennials
0: start hating on you when you're old, you just, yeah, you just know where it's coming them. from.
3: Yeah, I will. And guess what? I'm going to be wearing my skinny jeans and my hair parted a different way. And I'm just not going to be. I'm still going to be going in those little <laughs> genial spaces or whoever I'm. <laughs> fighting with these days.
0: And I oop. I don't care. I
1: don't
0: care. Um, Oh my gosh. Hi, Diana. Hello. Diana, I just want to say I think that it's great that you finally put an effort in. You look lovely. Thank you. You look you lovely know today. You have to put on some so makeup. Much. You know, you're smiling. It's great. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, you know what? Life post vaccine is really nice.
2: Yeah. I went,
1: I went and had uh, outdoor dining for the first time. Ooh. And it felt so good to have somebody serve me food.
0: What did the you break best. your what did you break your uh isolation on for dining? Where did you we go? went
1: to Lucky Baldwin's on? colorado boulevard
0: okay what like kind of food irish, is
1: it it's an irish pub but they've got a big outside patio and i have fish and chips
0: oh my god you're so classy oh, you know? what a class this bitch this bitch is gonna break her I did a
1: sunday brunch with She's my like husband, i need a shepherd's pie
0: you know what i need shepherd's <laughs> pie i'm really i need a blood <sighs> sausage that's what i need i need bangers and mash but you know
1: I wasn't gonna say it, but now it just feels appropriate. And sure I went does. to the motherfucking mall Yay! and it felt
3: so Yay! good. Oh, which mall did you go to? I've been to a I went to malls.
1: Santa Anita mall, which is for me, the best Bitch. mall. Wait, call Ugh. me next time. I
3: love the Santa Anita mall. It's, I was just talking with somebody about it. They have the best food court. Cause it's all like uh, it's like a bunch of different Asian cuisines because yes. of the uh, community out there. I love the Santa Anita And mall. when I lots. walked
1: in, like the smells were just intense. And- And every store is open. It's not one of those ghost town malls where like every other store is, you know, for lease. It's like completely open. Oh,
0: you mean like a central Illinois mall? Okay. (laughs) It's not like that. Or like
1: a west side mall. All the malls on the west side are scary.
3: Or the Beverly Center. Well, that's because if you go to the west side, if you're going to go shopping, you need to go somewhere on like a cute strip. You need to go Mm -hmm. to like Rodeo, like Abakini. Like, don't put me in a mall and by the fucking ocean.
0: Why were you so apprehensive about sharing with us that you were at a mall? I mean, listen, this is the thing you, this is where I'm at in my life. We have done everything right. You know what I mean? So like, so like, vaccination is like our gift. We can now go and do things like that. I don't think that you should have- Well,
1: because I had to share that my, my sophistication level is the mall and fish and chips. <laughs> That's, that was my only hesitation. Well, listen, I think you, show. yeah, I was 20 gonna 20 say, 20. I
0: think that you fit our audience demographic just fine. First of all, I think that fish and chips is a lot fancier for a lot of my listeners. I'm not sure, that, I'm not sure that they would oh, know. Lucky
1: Baldwin's fish and chips, mwah, mwah, mwah. please i please. in the pasadena
0: area i'm sure there's at least one tony stutter show listener who is like wait you can put french well they probably don't even know what french fries and chips are so
3: (laughs) (laughs) and i mean honestly you went to a great mall i mean i've been bopping into the glendale galleria which is honestly such a joke of a mall and i really feel so bad for their life and soul the fact that they're a mall across the street from the americana like so embarrassing you go to the
0: americana is that like bumping
3: Yeah, they're across the street from each other. It's like the best thing in my whole life. But what, you go to Glendale
0: Mall to like what? Just to like-
3: Well, there's like a Lush and a Uniqlo in there. So if I'm trying to support fast fashion or like ecological products, I love to go to the Glendale Galleria. But if I'm gonna just like sit outside by a fountain, I mean, the Americana
0: is where I choose to be. Yeah. it's lovely it's like a mini
1: grove no i yeah. mean like and they're listen, owned by the same people yeah
0: yeah and and honestly i think that i i think that it's even a little prettier than the globe because uh, uh the grove because it's also a little more intimate you know what i mean yeah. it's like
1: yeah well
3: the, it looks like a, it looks the, like
0: a city park that's what it looks like
3: well they only opened the grove because they wanted to have a shopping center in west hollywood they just want to be like we own real estate in west hollywood and that's why all the stores there feel too none of the stores there are even that good like the americana no. if you're going to drop bank money you should go to the americana
1: yeah and there's, and there's like, old. one of the few last Barnes and Nobles.
0: Oh, it's no, my God. Listen, Barnes and Nobles where I found my homosexuality. Because, you know, the the whole section on sexuality was, like, it was, like, a young Tony Soto would go to the mall in fucking Bloomington. Oh,
1: definitely. My sexuality definitely came out of, like, goth witch novel, YA novels from um, Barnes and Noble. <laughs>
3: Listen, oh the only
1: Barnes and Nobles
3: though they have a shitty magazine selection, especially for being in Los Angeles. I'm like, this literally feels like I'm at fucking CVS. Like, please step your ma- if anybody at Barnes and Nobles, the buyer for Barnes and Nobles of Glendale, is listening to this, please step up the magazine selection. It's like embarrassing. Why? Why? Los why supports- do you hate?
0: Support
1: small business and go to Romans, and they have a wonderful magazine section. Why do you
0: hate Fisherman's Weekly? Like, how dare you? Like, (laughs) you know. I mean, it's
1: not. It's but it's like if
3: you're gonna go to Barnes and Noble's, I would like to have like a full array of different fishermen Quarterlies. You know what I mean? Like, I would just like want so many different because I'm at a publication store, not like a corner place. the corner place probably also has way more than that barnes and nobles
1: the decline of magazines is one of those things that i'm very very sad about because i used to consume so much magazines well the thing is is
3: people are still printing that some of Mm -hmm. them like quarterly so but you would think like they don't even carry paper magazine at that barnes and nobles they don't carry like any of the fashion magazines.
0: i was never a thummer, so i'm not really like someone who like misses magazines and i have like transitioned blissfully to audiobooks so i'm like save the trees don't fucking don't cut down trees so you can like and honestly they're fucking filthy if you think about it like if you think about how many people thumb those magazines before you even buy them oh that's why
3: I get them sent to my house um I mean I love magazines I mean I grew up in a hair salon so I am a thumber of magazines my whole apartment is full of magazines
1: That was like one of those things that my parents were like, Oh, you're reading. Give me that little card and I'll fill it out for you. And you can have whatever magazine subscription. So I had so many magazine subscriptions in my life. And then.
3: And I know I'm, I know I'm a niche millennial because I'm also one of the few millennials that also still love talking on the phone. So like, don't worry, Mm. magazines talking on the phone. I'm like a very vintage bitch. (laughs) And
0: I'm totally from that era of talking on the phone. And I hate talking on the phone. I did not like talking on the phone when it was fucking talking on the phone. Like mostly because I just assumed that my family was like not minding their business. You know what I mean? So there wasn't like a sense of privacy. Uh, uh, when it came to talking on the phone.
3: I grew up in an era of wireless phones. That it would tell you when other people clicked onto the phone. It was so fierce. Uh,
0: well, I mean, so as the world opens up and we're all doing our things, going to malls and whatnot, I uh, am going to be shooting my first gig out in the world in drag next week. Ooh. Uh, and I mean, look what she's done. <gasps> Oh, wow. Wow. So listeners, I'm holding up 10 perfectly painted and jeweled nails that I ended up putting together over the weekend. Ask me the last time I wore nails. I What was the last
3: time you wore nails? March.
0: Nail? March of last year, for sure. Like the moment we were in the Zoom, I think I tried nails one day and I was like, uh-uh, can't do it. Keyboards. <laughs> I'm not one of those gals mm-hmm. that can handle it. But I, But, you know, I feel grossly unprepared for being back out in the world as a drag queen diana we're talking about this before we started recording it's like um back in the day drag paid for itself so it was like you know but but for the past year i've been spending time trying to live so it's just it's a different animal going back into this it's it's making you think huh is this sustainable (laughs) So I'm just ready to get back up and running back into places because I'm shooting something. It's going to be I'm going to be on set for this next thing. But there's going to be outside drag in the future. I'm very, very excited about it, actually. Um,
3: Outdoor drag. You look great outside.
0: You know, I'm Yeah, I'm hoping for an overcast day or I'm asking for a parasol. But yeah, I you know, I'm done with the direct sunlight shit. Like, don't. (laughs) Don't come at me with direct sunlight. Like I am I, I do have an open freeze the face fund now uh, on my Venmo. So I'm asking everyone to help freeze the face because uh, she's got to get back out there and it's moving way too. I mean, it, it, here's what's never happened before. <laughs> and after aging for a year alone. Um, there's never my, my makeup has never creased in my eyes. You know what I mean? Like, it's never like the forehead is, you can't get away from it because it's so it's such an expressive forehead, but like it's never collected in the side creases of my eyes before. And, I mean, she has to put on that makeup and powder immediately. Anyway, I digress. So, yeah, Venmo me at the Tony Sutter Show. Please help a bitch. because I've Palotox, definitely been
1: noticing these creases.
0: Honey, and... and honestly, it's like I've only had my face to look at for the last year. Yeah. So, it's not like it's going unnoticed, Uh, the, the, the fact that she's, uh, you know, an aging woman. You're so, 40 again. I'm 40, 40 fucking one. Anyway. I
3: mean, I always say 40 again. You're the one that says 40. I know.
0: Well, listen, because it got confusing. All right. I told you about that moment where I was filling something out and then it was odd. <laughs> it, it was like, don't put in the number, put in your birth date. And then when I was reviewing the information and it said I was 41, I was like, no, I'm not. That's bullshit. <laughs> back 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 but no it wasn't bullshit i am i
1: never remember how old i am i'm I'm a little bit older than mason so i always ask him how old are you and then i do quick math to figure out how old i am
0: (laughs) damn girl you're slipping you're slipping fast Mm. i was gonna
1: say i
3: hope i never have these problems (laughs) you guys seem kind of
0: old well i don't don't know (laughs) my mind is stuck at 34
1: my mind is stuck at 34
0: oh yeah it's like was, uh, yeah. That, that's, well here's the thing too it's like your, your brain doesn't get older with like thoughts it just forgets to work on occasion you mm-hmm. know what I mean it's just like it's a it's a synapse thing I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> Where, just
3: the, everybody just assumes I'm still in my 20s so I'm just like letting it happen who people... who <laughs> most people actually
0: attention world anyone who is listening to my voice as of right now no you cannot think that and if you do come to me i will give you the truth because my whole my whole existence is to watch maxwell age and it's been amazing. Um, I feel,
3: I feel amazing. And all this moisture in this skin is natural. These lack of lines, natural. I look forward to you seeing me age with the help of Botox as well.
0: Guys, we are wrapping up our, uh, month of, uh, featuring Queer Slam, that's what we're doing. Queer Slam. Uh, <laughs> Synapses. <laughs> you know what I mean? When we come back, our guest this week is returning champion Colby Holt, who is the creator and producer uh, of Queer Slam. So we'll be right back. All right, we are back with the show. And now listeners, all month of April, we have been featuring uh, headliners from Queer Slam, the third podcast that I host on the fourth Monday of every month on Zoom. Our final guest uh, is a queer film and television director from the American South. He graduated from Western Kentucky University in 2011, where he studied psychology and folk studies. That's interesting. Competed on the national champion speech and debate team and began his creative producing work. He co directs all his film work with his partner in life and in business, Sam Propes. And he is the creator and producer of Queer Slam. Let's give it up for our returning guest. We love him so much, Colby Holt, everybody. Colby. Yay. Hello, everyone. Well, well, thank,
3: back. thank you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's, it's so it's good, good to, to be see back. you.
0: Well, don't uh, do, well, real we quick, it, you, real quick, isn't it so much better when we ask them to supply a bio?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what is. do do they usually just give their own bio? Do you ask them who are you?
0: No, I do really <laughs> shitty intros. Typically, <laughs> oh sure. Typically it's me just doing really shitty intros. But uh, hey, welcome, welcome. Well,
2: you've you've had practice with Queer Slam.
0: I mean, see, you give, listen. You with,
2: give two full bios every time.
0: With practice, she can do things uh welcome well, back to the show you.
2: well
0: that's true and and i and i do enjoy a
1: big difference on shows when tony actually likes people i mm-hmm. ask alexis
0: bevels mm-hmm. oh my god i love alexis was he means,
2: don't you dare be mean to miss alexis bevels never no. oh,
1: fond over her no fond. oh fond
2: only person oh, okay. that's ever been I was complimented alexis bevels throw down with tony over this what
0: listen alexis bevels here here's the thing Alexis Bevels and Tequila Mockingbird are my two favorite drag queens ever <sighs> in life.
2: Oh, now, gosh. if you
0: now we know Alexis Bevels because obviously she's uh continued doing drag and is spectacular at it. But mm-hmm. if you don't know who Tequila Mockingbird is, it was actually Colby Holt's drag persona. And this is it, she gave you like lounge singer vibes. You know, she sang live. um She'd also lip sync, but like, I don't know. It was just all very like, Regular girl at the bar shit, and I just kind of dug sure. it.
2: She existed uh, from 2012 to 2017. She hasn't performed since 2017.
0: Do you remember when? Uh, I believe I mean we talked. It was when you were still living in LA. We talked about it. We were like, "Hey, let's have her come back like on the fifth anniversary or something." And then COVID ended up. Yeah, oh, it was my well, birthday was, or something. It was, gonna it was be my your birthday.
2: birthday. That's
0: what it
3: was. Which, which to be. did happen in person.
0: No, it you didn't were happen. You're all
1: permanently out of LA right now. You moved permanently.
2: We haven't sure if that was a from COVID. Los Yeah. Well, okay. at first it was COVID, and then we were like, actually, you know, we're closer to our family now, and that it really makes a big difference, honestly, because um, you're you're an LA native, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it so does. it your, makes a total difference. And so is my. Is husband. your family
2: in the area still? Yeah. Both of yeah. You? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: I mean, I loved in New York, but it's really hard, you know, just building your own family, Yeah, yeah for,
2: I, for sure. we were just visiting my grandmother um, and she was like, I felt like you were on the other side of the world when you were in California. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like we can we can pop down um, to Kentucky, where I still spend a, a lot of time, actually, um, which is just five and a half hours south directly of Chicago and Sam's family's in South Bend. So, you know, it's it makes a difference when you can be there. It's like you're not ripping your heart out every time you leave to go back home.
0: And you guys are working on a new film project,
2: aren't you? We are. Yeah. Yeah. We're working on a new film project and um, Kentucky is where we'll be shooting it. And, you know, COVID has been such an ordeal with the film industry, especially independent film. Um, so it's been like a long road. We were expecting to shoot like last summer. Um, And obviously that plan had to go directly out the window. Well, um, I mean,
0: I feel like the last time that we had you on the show, we were talking about uh, a movie cameo with our own ingenue, the twenty-something Maxwell Esposito. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Stop! Stop!
3: Stop! I was a twenty-something <laughs> in that. film. Oh my god, you guys are making me blush.
0: But, You're still
1: in that age range. Yeah.
3: And, and,
0: so we're obviously still in my talking. Instagram bio. We're obviously talking about the movie Pig Hag, which was a huge success like you had a really great 2019 like you were supposed
2: to go we
0: did you were like you you did go to a couple of festivals and then you were
2: supposed to go we went to to south by southwest and then the new orleans film festival um and that was kind of like the last hurrah of 2019 for us with the film
0: So what is that Um, like? What is that like to be like literally having the best time ever? And then uh, suddenly it'd be like, fuck, no one, no one cares about this anymore. (laughs) Uh,
2: You know, I think like for me, honestly, it was like gradual for a second, you know, Sam and I, we had a lot of momentum coming off of 2019. Obviously we just done these film festivals, you know, Pig Hag was being released in October. Um, And so we had been working, we, had everything kind of lined up for our next feature and we're putting our team together. And then, um, we're gearing up for, you know, to have like a summer 2020 shoot and obviously COVID hit in March. We were supposed to go back to South by Southwest, um, and host some Q and A's and like that really for us was the moment we were like, Oh wow. Yeah. This pandemic is hitting because South by Southwest before, before everything, before it was like locked down in Los Angeles, the big thing that happened for us was South by got canceled. And we were like, Oh wow. Like this is going to be very serious. Like they They literally canceled the the whole festival. Yeah. And so festivals
3: to cancel.
2: Yeah. And it really kind of had us looking at everything a little bit differently as things started to unfold, because like, I think just because we were so tuned into like what that decision was going to be. And that was like a couple weeks before the lockdowns happened and we left like Los Angeles. Um, and it was just like a clue. And so it was like, that was like the, actually the first like scary moment of like, holy cow, this is like happening.
0: Well, Honestly, it was, I think that you and Colby leaving LA was definitely a moment where I was like, holy shit, are, are, should we be
2: leaving? Like, what, why should I be leaving? Like, what's happening here? Well, and at that time, I was thinking, like, oh, this is going to be three weeks. We'll go ride this out in Kentucky where, like, nobody's around doing anything. We'll just, like, be hermits and then we'll come back and everything will be fine.
0: So it was for, him, then, it, was, it was like an, an isolation uh, uh, yeah, thing I was to like, start with because you're out like, out
2: of the, yeah. Yeah. Where can we go where here. no
0: one is? Paducah. Yeah. And just <laughs> see how it all shakes out.
2: Yeah.
1: And then it settles in how much you're paying for such little space. <laughs> and you're like, ah! oh. Well,
2: that too. That too. Um, but it was just like, wow, this is, at least three weeks later at that point, we were like, this is going to be a while. You know, mm-hmm. This isn't going to be, be immediate. And we started thinking like, okay, if we're gonna spend time here, you know, why are we doing this rent in Los Angeles to just let it sit? And so we flew back in April, packed up our apartment in like 24 hours and we're like, put some stuff in storage and we're like, deuces. And that stuff's still sitting there that's crazy anything almost a good? year later anything good is there anything good <laughs> <laughs> i mean not really honestly can i go and
0: forage? can i go and run for your <laughs> shit um, there's some
2: art that's like not expensive but that we like you know? like i guess you could have that i don't but, want it i mean yeah, tony's looking for things that she can sell like, yeah, yeah i'm looking <laughs> for shit,
0: shiny things things i can chew and see if it's quiet, real and stuff you know yeah one no, of those moments. Like I've always Do wanted to have, have one of those
3: capability.
2: Uh,
0: well, I've always wanted to have one of those authentic moments, you know, one of those like where your bike's up to see if it really is gold, you know? Never have Were you moment. one
2: of those kids were you one of those kids that chewed uh, paper clips in school? paper <gasps> clip. Oh, mother that hurts would my kill mouth me. just thinking about No, no, it. No, 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 paper.
0: Listen, <laughs> I don't know what you do me. in Paducah. Yeah. I don't know what kind of shit Paducah does, but I'll tell you, it wasn't chewing on metal pieces, and maybe that might be something your people should look into. <laughs> I mean, hey,
2: that was happening. I don't know what to tell you. You're you're talking about biting on metal, I thought. Maybe yeah, you I was like, like you them.
0: started biting no, metal. No, gold. Yeah. Well, you you know the gold. That's how you tell the, how if gold is real it's or not. because we're Mexican, Tony. we the only Oh my God, it's the worst <laughs> I,
3: I think it's just cause you're old and new. y'all are you're y'all are y'all are so y'all is so no cracker
0: yeah it's crazy but here's but here's oh, the thing girl, remember when I went on that twelve mile hike or whatever um there were people that were panning for gold when I was like uh on the
1: hike. oh yeah
0: like panning we for gold hike is panning for gold is still a thing apparently. Uh-huh. anyway speaking of things so Colby over April, we have been featuring headliners from your show, Queer Slam, that you are so gracious enough to let me host uh, on the fourth Monday of every month on Zoom. Uh, tell tell us why you thought that creating something like this was important.
2: Um, well, first of all, happy National Poetry Month. Thank you so much for having- um, <laughs> Yeah, what a the fluke. I love when flukes just them. happen.
0: You know what I mean? I'm a big fan of a fluke. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I well, because I, I texted you, I was like, it's perfect because it's National Poetry Month. And I was like, he didn't know it was National Poetry Month, which is even sweeter, actually. I'm an empath. Um, I'm, I'm an empath. Attitude.
0: I'm a psychic. I know shit.
2: Um, but yes, no, I listened to all of the episodes. Like, I love all of those headliners. Rebecca, Rami, Roger. They are just lovely individuals. Um. But you know I listening to them, I kind of reflected on like the question that you just asked me is like, you know what what have I gotten out of this space? why did I create this space um, and you know Roger actually hit on something that I think was like really close to it like I think um, so much of queer history and queer cultural queer culture is an oral history you know, it's informally passed down, which like brings brings you to my like folk studies roots which like folk studies is the study of informally passed down information and so information that's coming um, from sources other than institutions like academia or like mass media so like i always use this example like the best way to describe folklore is like how did you learn to fold your socks like how do you roll your socks up and put them away like your mom probably taught you that or like whoever you're doing laundry with maybe your grandma you don't know necessarily where this comes from. So it's like, that's folk studies. So like you could study the way that people fold their socks if you wanted to, not super interesting, but. Um,
0: well, actually that is so kind of an interesting. Interest- and now I want to know. So many people do and, it wrong. And now I want to know how you all fold your socks. So Colby, how do you yeah, fold and, yeah. your socks? And
2: what's wrong and <laughs> yeah. what's wrong to each person too. How, like do, you, how do you fold your socks, Colby? Um, I just like, I roll them. Do I have socks over here?
0: like into yeah, a ball or me, like because i cause do you just put them just inside the top, out so when they the roll
1: their right side
0: out no That's see I, I, just I just do the top i just i just do the top i don't like it so it's like uh, they're long and they and then i stack them uh
2: uh opposite you i'm similar to that i'd say yeah yeah oh, wait, they yeah, start I'm... right side out i put them together and just fold the top roll the top in But anyway, now we're talking about socks. Well, yeah, no, because that's interesting. More interesting
1: interesting than you thought. Yeah, it's super
0: interesting. (laughs) I guess so. I think it's. That's how I fold socks. This is how I fold socks, just like that.
3: I think it's interesting that you you guys all we all do it that way, even though it's technically not the way you're supposed to fold. I don't
1: do it.
0: Are you supposed to do it in a ball? Is that what you're supposed to do?
1: People
3: say that you're not supposed to roll them because it ruins the elastine in them, which means they'll like blow out and not Mm -hmm. hold onto your ankles. But to me, if they've gotten to that point i feel like you should just throw them out anyway. yeah yeah like i mean you shouldn't really own socks for more than a year because that's kind of gross
0: colby but, um, do you see that we just have you on here to talk about a gay podcast you started and you switched the conversation completely <laughs> to folding socks that's well, what you and, did yeah, now we're
2: talking about folding socks because folk studies is such a amazing. answer to it there is, um, and Diana,
3: how do you do it? I want to know now, since you don't roll yours.
1: Well, I start uh, outside, you know, with the outside showing, because then when I roll them, I can see the pattern better. And I like to look at all the patterns of my
3: socks. <clears throat> but you still roll a ball.
1: them. Yeah, they're still a ball not okay. a fold over but a. Ball. got
3: it because i mean got technically it. you should fold them in. i think the proper way is to fold them in half i think maria condo even just folds them in half so so basically so basically
0: so, uh, this this is this this igniting of conversation about socks was your initial idea for <laughs> queer slam <laughs> Because,
2: yeah, so uh, no, rolling it back into no pun intended. <laughs> Roll back, talking, into but rolling side. it back yeah, into we queer went over topics that. is, um, you know, a lot of the way that like we learn to be queer um, is through uh, other queer people. And like, you know, I suppose, you, you know, at this point, like, and this is recent, like, there is queer studies in academia. So there is, you know, institutionalized queer stuff going on. There's, queerness in mass media. Let's talk about RuPaul's Drag Race on VH1, that's mass media. So there is that queer culture, but like uh, that's kind of a recent phenomenon. I think a lot of our stories, a lot of the information you first learn about being queer is from older, at least for me as a gay man, is from like older gay men that you've known. You know, like there's a lot to be learned. I mean, on Queer Slam we have um, Gordon Blitz, who I don't think has missed one in like two years. he he is a queer senior, and it's just like and his stories make about- me blush,
0: and they educate me. So it's like like he was Gordon Blitz was the right kind of slut. I'm telling you, in her day, I'll tell you she was the right kind of slut. I wish I knew her, because like she was a gal about town.
2: <laughs> well, and he, uh, recently Gordon shared a story where think about like how he learned to be gay. He was he told a story about how he used to go down to like Hollywood and Las Palmas and walk around and try and find like older men who looked gay and would approach him and they would call themselves like uncle, whatever. And they would like teach you the ropes of being gay because it was like completely underground. Yeah. Know? Looking for those ascots we're and gay things. We're talking about 1969 yeah. is the time period we're talking when yeah. he was about 16. And so, um, you know, um, I think having a space where not only just queer seniors but anybody can come and kind of share their story, regardless of format, um, which is something I love about Queer Slam. Is like it's it's poets, it's essayists, it's uh, we had someone telling um, dirty haikus once. Like we've had, it's run the gamut of like people that have come in, and um, I think having a forum. That is just an open space without a lot of rules is what I wanted to do um, with Queer Slam. So it's like come in, tell a story, read your poetry. It can be very queer lit oriented as well, but I think that um, we try to keep it diverse in terms of the type of material that we share. And Tony, um, I have to say, I think you do a lot to foster a environment where people can be vulnerable and people can um feel safe sharing. I'm a big fan of supporting folks
0: uh uh especially if they're battling demons and I think that Queer Slam is a really healthy venue for that. We've had some pretty gripping stories from people, we've had some very funny stories, we've had like touching stories. And honestly, yeah, our only real rule is no stand up. Like don't don't come and tell us jokes because uh uh, this is this is a bit free and zone. By the it's- way,
2: we love stand up. We love standing. Yeah, like she's speaking for, for herself
0: right now. colby's speaking for herself. She does not speak for the Tony Sutter Show in those but comments. there's
1: places for that. <laughs> no, there's <are laughs> many many places. There's yeah. many many that's, stages for
2: that. that. Yeah, that's
0: my point. Well, that's the, the problem. Like mics for comics. This well, this is this is, this is everything is, else. Once you put open mic on anything, like a comic is going to show up. You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. put open mic auctioneer house. A comic is going to show up and try to do a tight five, so which certainly we
2: we've had before. Oh, you know. we
0: we've had, and I'll tell you, then we read them. But outdoors. Tony's looking at me
2: with these eyes.
0: Oh, oh, that see, this is this is what I because like here's the thing, I do think that like uh, I'm so glad that it lives comfortably on Zoom. Uh, but i will miss the days of when i was super annoyed with someone that you let sign up or if you let someone sign up last minute uh but those were also my drinking days so <laughs> i should get a little more annoyed easily um but the show is living on zoom it's not done live anymore um what what are your what are your thoughts on this is this like the is this the the medium for it or what do you think is it is it going back live again at mean, some
2: point or or what? i think it should go- so I think it should go back live again, you know, I do think there's something about the energy in the room, but I want to say it has also thrived, I think, on zoom in its own way. Um, something that I really loved is that we weren't constrained to the geographic location of Los Angeles. They didn't have to physically be there so we were able to have all kinds of people had we had people from Kentucky, uh, Massachusetts, um, Oregon, Utah. Um, hmm you know, I've been able to just book people from everywhere, which is great because it allows for so many diverse perspectives of queer culture, not just in Los Angeles, but, you know, around the country. Um, but often I think it reminds us that queer people's experiences are are quite similar no matter where you're from exactly. or, yeah. you know
0: well you know it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure doing this show so far i'm happy to keep going and doing it again i think it's very important and uh i was you know hoping that by doing the month of april and showcasing really powerful strong voices that are performed on the show uh that will get some more people to it because i think the query slam is a delightful gem and i'm not just saying Um, that because i'm i host it
2: and Rebecca, and Rami, and Roger, just listening to them on the podcast, like, they are so talented, they are, like, Mm. they are going places, like, it was so moving to listen to it, and especially their reflections on, like, what Queer Slam meant to them, like, I just, to to hear the person, like, like, Rebecca's story about that it was the weekend that she moved there with her dad, like, what a memory, like, I love that for her, you know, like, like just the personal connections, each of them informed to it, you know?
0: You know, and, and honestly, I talk about uh, uh, like living forever uh, in times when it comes, like if you ever truly want to live forever... Then you want to make memories that people will talk about forever, and the fact that like I will have a bit of eternity now because here's the thing: Rebecca's going to outlive me for sure, and uh, she'll be <laughs> exactly. sharing that she'll be sharing that story up until the time she passes on, and hopefully she'll share it to one of her kids and blah blah blah. So therefore, I'm sure. my o- immortality is uh, sealed. Uh, well, listen, let's take a break. <laughs> Sorry, I had to run that back to me mm-hmm. uh, but, because we talked a lot about socks when we. come back guys our listener questions are back our listener questions
3: are back we'll be right back all
0: right everyone we're back and uh at break uh it was reminded to me that we did not exactly find out why maxwell has a carabiner so maxwell
3: no i thought i did it i said it came with my new bluetooth speaker
0: Mm-hmm. oh yeah you did yeah. talk about it why are you making a big I, deal about it how dare I, you that's
3: just not what i wanted to talk about today but i was <laughs> late and then attacked <laughs> for five minutes before the show started on why i owned a kirbina and then we talked about something else and i still didn't even tell you guys about it and then it
2: became my topic on the show
1: and that's, that's why i'm was so... for things to pick on us all about
2: yes I'm there was so much off. attacking during the break guys
0: she's been a bully this whole show she's
3: mm. been a
2: like complete I said, I chose violence.
3: I woke up today and I chose violence. And I'm by myself. So the only way I can do it is to vocally through this Zoom. You know,
0: listen, this 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 show is therapy. So sometimes we work through it. I know I've yelled at all of you. So I, I listen, it, literally on this show right now, the people on this show right now, including guests, I know I have yelled at. So <laughs> in one way or another, I have been annoyed and have yelled. At every single one of them so here's the, this, that, that's what this is so well, you also
3: done. know that your therapist had a baby and you haven't found a new one since so we <laughs> she, all understand <laughs> that this is why
0: i got real jaded sure. like once she told me she was going on maternity leave and i was like you can do that I was <laughs> it's like my mental health you can do that uh speaking of mental health listeners we do your questions every week we're back baby so if you would like to hear your questions concerns comments critiques uh read on the tony soto show all you have to do is go to the tony and just it's like at the top it says leave a message for tony soto which is me so then it comes to my inbox and then if you think it's good enough we'll read it on the show and i'm going to kick us off uh because it's been a month it's been a month since we've done them a- and I'm excited. Are y'all excited?
1: Yes, so. I missed this segment.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. This message is from Kaif, and it says, your April shows have been amazing. Thank you for featuring Rami. As a closeted Muslim, it felt hopeful to for me. I'm 24 and still live with my family, so the pandemic has been isolating in so many ways. I'm gathering my strength to live openly. Thank you, Tony Soto, for all the content. Well, thank you. That's Amazing. You know, I was just reading something today where it's like one in six zillennials or whatever, zennials or whatever they are, um, are coming out as LGBTQIA. And uh, if you remember at the beginning of pandemic, a lot of people were talking about being forced back into the closet because they have to like, they were like leaving school, they had to go back and live with their parents and all this and all that. So um I, I that I mean that's gotta be that's gotta be terrible to to have a culture that is so loving of your family and so respectful but also to to feel like you still have to hold something back from them uh what do you guys think
2: i feel like this is like exactly what roger was talking about possibility models uh to echo him from last week like this this person saw rami and was like that's a possibility model Mm -hmm. for me and like I may not be there now, but I'm. I'm thinking about it, and I know that that's a possibility for me, and that can be enough to hold somebody on for a while. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the, Max, all the idea of the it's been so long since we've been in a closet. Um, it's
3: true, but I am so appreciative for my personal journey, and I always use the privilege I've had with that experience to like educate and hopefully benefit other, you know, people that haven't had the same experience as me. So, um, I'm also know that my good Judy, Michael, who lives in Japan has, um, because of the show. Yes. Um, he has told me that he was living in a smaller suburb. He's moved to Tokyo. So I hope that he's for getting in touch with his homosexuality again, but he said he did put himself back in the closet because of the community that he lived in. And, um, I mean, I, I was always like, you need to not do that. And he was like, I can't. And it's like, it's like one of those things where it always frustrates me when people like say they hate WeHo because It's like, we're so lucky to have that. And like, we're so like when people hate on boys town or like queer yeah. neighborhoods in general, where they're like, ah, like bad gay bars. It's like, do you know how fucking lucky we are to have a strip of bars all within walking distance of each other that are you know, in general, it should be very welcoming to the fact that you are part of the LGBT community. I mean, I know there are right. problems in it, but there is still a place for a and large also, part oh, of yeah. that to go, so. And also
1: creates like a mainstream idea for the rest of the community, you know, in Los Angeles, in Chicago. And, you know, it's it's great that so much queer media has, you know, like queer science has gone over to Zoom at this point, because this is like a lifeline for a lot of people
0: well also uh well diana let me ask you this you know the, the when it comes to the our community with the queer the queer community uh the closets are always just one step away just to full, do a full circle we're talking about seniors a lot of gay seniors are forced to be in the closet when they have to go into assisted living and shit like that so mm-hmm. like what what are your thoughts on like it always just being still a looming thing
1: i mean that I- what are my thoughts on that? it? It's fucking sucks. Like, you know, that's, that's why, you know, we need more loudness, why we need more shows, we need more media, we need more, uh, you know, joyful stories, you know, yeah.
0: and, and 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 full spectrum stories, right, Colby, like, right. that's, that's kind of like, what, what I love so much about uh, queer slam is that, you know, obviously, there can be sexy moments to it and titillating moments and shit like that. But you know, then you just get real life. That's what I think I love so much about Rebecca is like, um, her work shows you her journey as a discovering lesbian, as someone who didn't know that that's what she was, discovered that's what she was, and then her journey on like, what it meant for her to be a gay woman. And, um, you know, that's the importance of it, because it's not just our smutty sides because i mean don't get me wrong i love me you know parking lot moments you know what i mean so and it's a part of our culture uh as as you know um people who were like considered pariahs sexual pariahs you know um but there's more to it to us than that too and i think that that
2: comes through in queer slam quite a bit um yeah go ahead rebecca's brilliant like i just listening back to her episode and and that poem that she read that was kind of like this screed against this other girl. Um, with just like, cause she's so sweet, but you listen to that poem and you're like, there's some shade in there. And she's like reading this girl the whole time. And then at the end, it's just like this brilliant turn where she's basically like, but I still miss you because like it points out that she was like hating this girl because she liked her so much. And just like she's the a, way that she yeah. built it, like she's just such a talent. I cannot wait to see where she goes and what she does because like and i love that she's educating kids that's that's how i feel at the yeah but i think honestly what i'm left with like reasons you asked me earlier why i do queer slam i think i'm reflecting is like that sense of awe that i have at the end of each night where it's like somebody has read a piece that i just I couldn't even have imagined at the beginning of the night or someone walks through the door that I had no clue was going to be there and then just rips your heart out with a piece and touches you. And yeah. like that feeling after a show, like I know you felt it. Like I feel like we're like on a high after the show because it's like people have just like poured their soul out in a really supportive space. I'm like queer people need that. And I'm and, yeah, here and to a- create it. And also I
0: super love the, like since Zoom, the after show where like we sit and I'll talk further with people um expand and like get to know them more you know i think that that's you know that's been I, a
2: cool thing about zoom too
0: yeah yeah zoom's opened up uh, a prolonged conversation which is like you know when you're at home and you got nothing else to do of course i'll keep talking uh speaking of keep talking who's gonna do our next uh question
1: oh that's me okay this is from joanne well i'm back at my restaurant job and i already want to quit Management is so crazed and we are so short-staffed and customers are being bitches. Keep cooking at home, folks. Short-staffed restaurants guarantee shortcuts on all things sanitary. Well, now I feel personal. <laughs> I just went out to an outdoor dining for the first time in a year. I'm sorry, Joanne.
0: I mean, they, I mean, I do see how wanted signs on every restaurant like yeah. where, where you go. Um, here's here's what i'm here's what i'm like were the republicans right did people just want to stay on employment but then i'm thinking also these restaurant jobs didn't fucking take care of these people during the pandemic so how dare so how Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, absolutely so so how dare these restaurants suddenly be like oh my god why haven't you come back to help us fuck you like like and thank you, Joanne, for, for bringing it up, because here's the, here's the you know, so I, so, okay, so there's this place in Hollywood that I love. Uh, it's a Thai place. And um, I went to eat it over the weekend, haven't been since COVID. Um, and since being back, it's a B. <laughs> it's like, it's got a B rating. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I don't know if you could have a B during COVID. You know what I mean? I think, it, I think everyone should be all A's at this point. Uh, but, uh, Food was still delicious.
3: <laughs> I, you okay. know what? I am going to live my truth and say that I am going to, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm not going to go to a restaurant for a very, a while. I'll eat on a patio and order mm-hmm. at a counter and sit down, but I will not Same. be served. Oh, by no, I'm not going in. I don't do indoors. Oh. oh, you won't
0: I do, do a want... waiter. You won't even do a waiter.
3: Nah, because you still got to order oh. from a QR code. I mean, you have to tip them on your experience and your service. I don't want to be served by somebody dressed as a nurse. If I could just take it to go. Needed in the picnic, you know. Like I'm gonna still tip very well because that's how I w- want to do. But I don't need to sit there and have this like weird dialogue with somebody about. Oh, that. see, I
1: felt the opposite. I had like the most lovely waitress, and I was like, "Oh, somebody who's not my husband or you two to talk to." Like, hello, <laughs> tell me about this playlist. Oh, like- well, I would love
3: to talk to them, but I'm not gonna talk to people like in that sort of like plastic bubble, like through their PPE and apron and gloves, like. I could, I could just wait.
0: Basically, Colby, are that you that restauranting way. it up? Colby, I know Chicago's been uh, trying to open up since COVID was doing their third wave. So uh, they,
2: re- they really have. Like that's been wild to see people in restaurants for like basically like kind of this whole time. I, you know, I'm vac- I'm vaccinated as well. I'm, um, I'm okay. Uh, you know, on a patio. I don't think I'm ready to be, like, indoors, indoors, you know, but I'll have a waiter on a patio. You know, I'm vaccinated. We got to go back at some point.
0: That's why, and, you know, know like, and, and we were just told, the CDC just said that, like, if you're out and about, outside, you don't need to be wearing your masks, which I'm like, yes, that's what I'm working for. That's what I did everything right for. And here's my thing. Like, but the
3: thing is, is people are going to lie and not wear masks just so that, and say that they were vaccinated so they can not wear sure, masks. Sure,
0: but the thing is, is I'm I like. vaccinated i got vaccinated so like uh, and and i will continue to get boosters and i will do what the science says as long as you know as long as the government keeps footing the bill because here's the thing covid's not going away like this is this is our new fucking flu so i mean they're gonna have to get ahead of it but look at what's happening in india right now that shit is talking about double mutant shit double mutant variants. And I'm like, I don't even know what those words mean. So bitch is still like hanging out in her neighborhood, you know, not going inside if she doesn't have to. She's an outside girl. Uh-huh.
3: Also, I went to, I was at a Jamba Juice last weekend and the health inspector came in like the middle of the afternoon and she like walked right up to their hand sanitizer and it was empty and they were definitely short staffed. They were really busy. And I was like, okay, I get that this is your job health inspector lady, but like, it's like really at three in the afternoon on a Saturday, like the 80 degree Saturday afternoon, we had like a couple. Right, did you in. say
0: they were busy? Like, don't, isn't that what isn't that when you want the fucking hand sanitizer to be full is when they're fucking busy. Like, that's my like, thing. I mean,
3: as a person who's worked in customer service and when it's busy, aren't you the like the last thing you're thinking about is the thing outside of your counter?
0: Absolutely. But you know what? Five hundred and sixty hundred thousand million fucking people are dead. So maybe maybe you put a little more alcohol in that goddamn thing. How about how about you put them alcohol in there? You know, take the time because here's what the, here's why. We've been waiting to get into these places for fucking a year. So we can be patient and wait in fucking line for them to fill the goddamn sanitizer.
3: I have not been waiting a year to get into Jamba Juice. I just need everybody to (laughs) know what I've been waiting a year to do. (laughs) I'm saying that maybe the health inspector could have came that morning. I mean, you told that story with
0: a big old smile on your face. A happy Jamba Juice smile, girl. Hell oh, yeah, I love
3: it. Bitch starters. Yeah, hang on. Old people and health inspectors and landlords. Fuck them. All of them. Oh, I'm reading the last question. Finish this up. Okay. Jim says just offering some advice. Don't buy a Peloton with your stimulus, it's the most expensive clothing rack. Love your stupid show. Well, Jim, thank
0: you. Have we would... ever given out that vibe? <laughs> <laughs> Has this show ever given a Peloton vibe? I mean, I mean listen, we, we love
3: to talk about wasting money. So, I mean, the only I reason like it's not
0: wrong. The only reason people should be getting Pelotons if they don't like their kids. You know what I mean? And they're just <sighs> looking for like it's taking kids out apparently, Peloton
2: so it's the new nordic the- track do you guys yeah, remember the- nordic track mm-hmm. yeah
0: girl we listen we had listen we are a people a long line of people with expensive clothing racks my, we had a nordic track when my dad had his fucking uh mid-life crisis before the affair it started with a nordic track you know don't say there's not signs <laughs> you know those things
2: will hit you in the back of the ankle and hurt like a mother uh <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know what beauty that is pain Colby beauty is what pain is an, all right
3: what is a nordic track hang on nordic it's like wooden
2: skis for your living room it's insane yeah you like you feel like a gazelle you know i
1: slammed it my looks- finger in a Bowflex so many times in the 90s the it looks like
3: are you talking about, Nordic Track? looks like it's a brand. Is there a particular machine you're talking about?
2: But there was like a uh, cloud walkery
1: like, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, it's like, it looks like uh, wooden skis. You put your feet in it and it's like on rollers and you go oh, back got and it. forth. It's kind of like an elliptical, yes. but like. Uh, the not... Nordic
3: Track classic pro skier. I see it, yes. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the classic, yeah. the classic pro skier. Serious. I'm so sorry. How dare I be yeah. not? Um, I mean, we didn't have those in my household. Uh, My mother well, had like Tybo. She loved a Tybo. She would loved to waste money on a video, not a machine. Yeah.
0: See, here's the, here's the thing. Like never, like every time, and by every time, I mean the two times, uh, we got a stimulus. Uh, well, I guess three, because we got the 12 and then the six. And no, no, yeah, three, because we got the 12 and then we got the six and then we got the 14, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the three times we got it, each time I was like, ooh, I wanna buy something fun. But each time it kept me alive with <laughs> bills <laughs> and rent. So did anyone here get frivolous with our our, our stimuli?
1: We still haven't gotten ours. The
0: 1,400? Haven't, yep, you ever, the
1: 1,400. You got? Nope, nope, oh, that'll and we're be like, a is it because we moved? Like the last time they put it directly into Mason's account because we do our taxes together. I don't know. I don't know. The second time we didn't qualify for it. The 600? Yeah, we didn't qualify for that. This time we should have qualified. I don't know. I
3: want to Maxwell, were you frivolous?
0: Were you frivolous, Maxwell?
3: Um, I think I really, I took the initial money and put it on my debt that I had collected by moving to LA. I'm basically debt free. But since I didn't have to pay those bills, I definitely treated myself to a new te- a couple Telfar bags this year. I got myself a couple nice Christmas, nicer gifts for the holidays this year. So Treated myself well, but I've also been very responsible. (laughs) A lot of debt. Taco Bay told me he wouldn't marry me if I didn't clear my debt. So here we are. There
0: Um, it is. Colby, have you uh were you a frivolous bitch?
2: No, mine I'm like you, Tony. Mine just kind of gave me some breathing room on bills and this and that. It ended up just going to you know, stuff like that. Nothing specific, you know. I didn't buy a a a Nordic track, if that's what you're wondering, or (laughs) Um, the 90s is calling <laughs> yeah. and they want yeah. their
0: fucking, um, like, you know, at home gym back, girl. Yeah.
3: I was going to say that we're spending money on pelotons yeah, nothing frivolous, need.
0: really. Can you imagine buying an $1,800 uh, baby murdering machine? can you imagine that and not only my cars not only does it a
1: space in your house for it
0: not only does it murder your babies but i i've heard that some of the coaches could be a little much so uh it's like i don't need to be shamed by some virtual bitch and then you kill my baby okay Mm -hmm. because i I carried it to term i have
1: that (laughs) i don't want my house to smell like sweat I'm going to go hike outdoors like I don't I really don't like the idea of home gyms like I don't have the space for that My yeah
2: it's like go go ride a bike with a friend if you want to like ride and talk to somebody Why you, mm. you gotta hook yourself up to the internet and get on a? it's crazy
3: yeah call your well, grandma. go for a bike ride and call your grandma but
0: you know, yeah. you know what I did yeah I do like I do like that mirror thing have you seen that well, workout like, I, I get thing? it I think that's yeah, cute. Cool. yeah, that's cute to me. That's that would be but the would lux pay? boozy shit that I if if I was if if, if I was to get another a lot, I would imagine it's a lot.
1: I'm gonna look. It's also, like Lulu Lemon or whatever. Lululemon.
0: Well, while you tell us how much it's that weird. While, you, it's weird, while you
2: weird,
0: while you tell us how much that is, I'm gonna ask Colby. Colby, did you have a good time on the Tony Soto show today?
2: Oh, I had a blast on the Tony Soto show. It's always nice to come back here and see all of you. You know, I know all three of you. It feels like, um, you yeah, know, a just, reunion. A, little just a little reunion, a little like a little nice just a family moment, you know.
0: Um, do you want to tell us where they can find you on uh, where people can find you on the Internet and maybe plug a certain show that we're going to be doing next month?
2: Absolutely. And you'll be back next month. Is I that right? sure will be.
0: I sure will be. OK, yeah.
2: well, wonderful. Cool. You can find us on, uh, if you want to follow Queer Slam and find out about show dates, find us on Instagram at at queer.slam and shoot me a DM if you want a spot and just uh, keep your eyes peeled for um, posting about uh, new shows. And um, when we go live with the show, you can find all the Zoom information there too as well. So give that a follow. It's on May 24th next month. That's the fourth Monday of every month. Tony will be back. And we'll have two wonderful headliners and our open mic, and we'd love to see you there.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Maxwell, you want to tell us how much that thing is?
2: It is
3: um, $14.95, and installation and delivery is $250, and the class fees are $40 a month. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine paying $40 a month for a mirror to tell you you're fat and ugly (laughs) every month?
0: but wait regular mirrors
1: do that for
3: free
0: (laughs) mine's been telling me that for months tell people where they can find you on the internet maxwell
3: uh, you can find me on Instagram at Maxwell Esposito. I have we have Peppermint on, wanna be on top this week. And so listen to that wherever you stream podcasts. I'm on Twitter at me underscore LGBTina. And come and see me at Learn the Words Bitch on Monday. I'm gonna be producing the house down boots.
0: Oh shit. Yeah, that's gonna be Monday, May 3rd, the next Learn the I Words. I didn't even bitch. mention
2: you can find them in Pig Hag too. I didn't even plug that, but Maxwell uh, can be true. found in the film pig hag on Amazon Prime.
3: Yeah, it's streamable on Amazon Prime. We love that.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. But you should pay for it. I did. It's on my uh, Apple TV. So, yeah, buy uh, it
3: on iTunes. We support yeah. paying full price on mm-hmm. iTunes. And not Jeff Bezos streaming. Yeah, stream yeah. it if you're, you're on a budget. I understand. I'm not here to judge. Please yeah, just
0: get watch off Pig Amazon. Yeah. No, nah, get off Amazon. It's gluttonous. Just, and just wrong. watch
3: Pig Hag. Just more importantly, watch Pig Hag. However, you do it. I don't care. Just watch it.
0: But definitely tune in to learn the words, bitch, because that is May third, and it's going to be great. Seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Follow learn the words, bitch, on Instagram at learn the words, bitch for details. Uh, if you like the Tony Soto show, please find it on our iTunes page and subscribe to it. Like it, rate it. Blah 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 blah. I do the gay power half hour every week with my good Judy Casey. Lie. Um, uh, next are week,
3: are you going to let Diana say her? Did what we she's not say to? goodbye?
0: Did we not say goodbye to Diana? Diana?
1: No, that's all right.
3: Diana,
0: right. Diana, you were blending in with your kitchen. I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, never like... match my
1: eyeshadow to my clothing in my kitchen again.
0: Diana, <laughs> uh, tell us where we
1: can find you on the internet. You Diana. can find me at Diana D triple E Luna. Uh, And you can find me getting my steps in at the mall and outdoor dining, no matter what Joanne says. And we are starting our new Patreon recap show, Legendary, this week? Are we doing it starting it this week? Are we going to do our recap of the first season? We're going to
0: recap season one this week. Is that what we're going to do?
1: Well,
3: we should talk about it after the
1: show.
0: Okay, so we don't know,
1: but we'll be talking about
0: it. But we're never going to be talking about Legendary season two. That's what we're definitely talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah um uh, so where did i pick up <laughs>
3: um oh
0: gay power half i don't know power. i wasn't paying attention. I, I was know, paying attention I know i know you were just really appalled that i forgot <laughs> about you i'm so sorry and i, I, I was just...
3: i was just enjoying you fucking up i was literally just being like i can't wait to interrupt him I'm gonna interrupt <laughs> him wait till he doesn't realize now's my chance are you
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's violent she's chose violence you see her this is this is this is maxwell that the world needs to see because don't this is the smoke and mirrors this are gone. Audio pot, uh, oh, I'm recording it all. It's li- I mean, listen. This is this is a bonus feature on Patreon. Watch subscribe Maxwell. to our
3: Patreon to Watch. see the chaos
0: unfold.
2: I'm just gonna see I'm Maxwell just gonna, rampage. It's just
0: gonna be uh it's gonna be the full show, but only up close on Maxwell the whole time. So you could just <laughs> see his venomous little face and uh how he was if if we were in the room he'd be biting ankles um guys look i'm the tony soto show we have fun you know what i mean we have fun here it's a family um i'm the tony soto show on literally everything so uh oh you can donate to the freeze my face fund so all the money, Venmo me, Venmo me because at the Tony Soto Show because I need to get Botox like immediately and it's like $600. So that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost control. Guys, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. And I believe next week we have my, my good friend, Jim Glaub. He's going to come on and is going to talk to us about Uh, Broadway coming back, baby. So uh, see you next week. Bye.